Greetings and welcome to this week's episode of the Pixel Crashers podcast. This is a date that is July 27th. I hope I checked the date correctly. I do have to double check because I forget. It's Friday the 13th. <sighs> or something. I am Angelus DeMartiel, joined once again by Glorious Kev. Praise Lisa Sue! I didn't tell him that he's still muted. Xyphon Up is also still here. Hey, you ain't got no camera. You don't exist. <laughs> All right, I'm going and, back to Gears. And Lila Rose. Greetings. <laughs> Kev, Kev, of course, is is talking a whole bunch of shit about uh, about playing Gears, being good at Gears by beating console players when he has a mouse and keyboard. I, I was it's using not a, controller. a fair I mean, that's, I mean, that's not really something to using, brag about. I was using a controller, though. Sure. I was sure using my DualShock 4. I used sure you were, Kev. Now, actually, if Gears, Gears feels better on a controller. Yeah, but if you don't got that gyro aim, it ain't shit. I don't like gyro aim. <laughs> that's that, that's called that, that's like called that Steam Controller aim. Master Race. Oh, yeah? PlayStation's had gyro aim since the PS3. Well, I know it's had the six axis. I never knew anybody bothered to implement the the gyro for aiming. Mm-hmm. I don't think yeah, anybody uh, has. And the original kill and the, uh, Killzone's um, been good about it, actually. Mm-hmm. Especially the original. Well, good, good, good for Killzone. That's uh, one person right. that's actually been thoughtful about it. Yeah, mm-hmm. the rest of it's bad. On a positive, I just, note. I, just I just don't like gyro and aiming in general, though. Mm-hmm. You know, it's awkward. I don't want to be throwing my hands around and doing jumping jacks and shit. Just to aim. Kev, you are siphoning uh, it up. <laughs> He's siphoning up in such a way. That's just... the way we do it here. <laughs> you just yep. little, little motions. That's all it takes. It's the fine-tune aiming. I, I think you missed the exaggeration. I can't see it, so, you know. <laughs> I, I, don't th- I don't think he did. I really don't. Mm-hmm. Okay, just plug in my DualShock 4, turn on DS for Windows. Well, on a, on a positive note, uh, last night I started watching The Boys on Amazon Prime. Uh, Amazon Prime is great. That is, I kind of like the fact that it's more or less making direct fun of Disney. I'm not making fun of, it's, it's, take, it's a subversive look at Disney. Essentially, superheroes really exist but they're totally corporate-owned, like, corporate-marketed movies, action figures, Spaceballs, the flamethrower! The kids really <laughs> love that one. It's fantastic. And I'm gory You know damn well I'm Disney I'm waiting for Disney shit. to come out with Spaceball, and it be, you know, Disney's answer to Space Jam. They're going to have Mickey <laughs> Mouse. Nobody wants to remember Space Jam, Kev. Stop bringing it up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. You guys, you guys didn't know? LeBron James is going to be in Space Jam too. Yeah. Oh, God. Because so if you guys didn't know by his number, he was, LeBron he was James wants to be regretted it before they wrapped. Yeah. But LeBron James wants to be everything that is Michael Jordan, including doing all the movies that, uh, that Michael Jordan did. Just everything he can to be Michael Jordan. 
Next we get Space Jam. We next we get Space Jam the baseball. I mean, yeah, he's gonna play baseball next. You just just wait, just wait. He's gonna play some baseball. Do do badly at it because because he's got to be just like Michael Jordan. So he's got to be bad at baseball. Jordan here, he was looking at like how's LeBron being like Michael Jordan? I miss Michael Jordan played baseball for a little while. No, I said how was LeBron like Michael Jordan? No, he wants to be Michael Jordan. That's the... I'm saying well, I, I'm curious what he did to get that um, accusation. Well, he went to the Bulls. I mean, yeah, he, no, I really, did. I have nothing to back up being that much of a smartass. That was I that like. was the whole thing about being number twenty three, right? Everybody kind of made when when LeBron first went pro, they made a stink because he was number twenty three, you know, and everybody was like, "Oh, you can't be that." Like, mm-hmm. no one fucking cares, dude. It's a number. But since then, there's been that comparison of them that he's the next Michael Jordan. Everybody compared him to Matthew, Matthew Johnson because he's six eight and was a point guard. <laughs> I don't know, Kev. I, I listen, know. That's, listen, and that's why I'm being, shit about being it. in being in Northeast Ohio during the time whenever he went pro, there was a lot of comparisons to Michael Jordan. Hmm. Not saying they were I good comparisons. I, I recall of it all, all of it being compared to Mike Magic Johnson because Magic was six nine, he is six eight, playing point guard. Yeah. In any case, and, you though, know, if, you're, if you're a point guard and you're taller than six foot three, you're Magic Johnson, apparently. Yeah. Well, in any case, though, uh, there is the fun of of the boys. Like I said, great, great, amazing, amazing show so far. Uh, the best part is is the. The downsides of being having super speed is that if you don't happen to get out of the way of a person standing in the street at a time, when you're going that fast, mass interacting at that speed is very interesting. Namely, um, if you impact a person that's standing on the street, um, they just vaporize. Yeah, it's referred to as a relativistic weapon. A railgun is known as a relativistic weapon. Yeah, um, so that was... uh, It's barely fast enough for that, but yeah, yeah, that disintegrates shit. Like I said, that show is is, is not not for children. It's not child-friendly by any stretch of the imagination. And it is definitely... um, it It is throwing a lot of shade at the superhero kind of fad that's going on right now which i kind of like i really i'm I'm really enjoying that i i recommend everybody that and carl urban is hilarious because carl yes. urban is playing a british guy oh jeez, oh that can't be good there's there's nothing that uh is he actually doing a good job at it or is he like is he uh you know, James he, he's, he's all right he's he's all right at, at times but there's nothing that made my day more than hearing Carl Urban say, Bob's your uncle. <laughs> I'm just thinking, like, he, he's got to be better oh, than... Kev left. Lost Kev. I, Kev he's got to be working. better than uh, James... Uh, I was Stewart. having audio trouble, so I fixed it. We're good. I fixed my audio trouble. Gotcha. But yeah, in any case, yes, Bob's <laughs> your uncle. You know, that's how it goes. Isn't the best part of the boys the exclusivity? I also exclusive make things better. Oh yeah, no, no, no. Oh. Let's let's not criticize the fact. So listen, true story. I may not actually pay for Amazon Prime. That's okay. I pay for it. 
How do you steal Amazon Prime? That's not stealing. Please share your secrets. <laughs> I'm not stealing it. Damn it. It's just somebody else is paying for it. <laughs> I let I let the the guilt fall on another person for for paying money to Amazon. Probably next to Disney as it's, the heart of a, all. It's evil. a toss up because I don't pay for Hulu either, so yeah, which which is owned by which Disney. Which is owned by Disney. Yeah, so so <laughs> I I am giving I'm money. I'm, I'm giving for Netflix and I'm paying for Amazon Prime. So I'm giving money to the number one evil in the in the world, which is Disney. <laughs> and Zyphon's giving money to the number two evil in the universe, which is uh, which is uh, uh, Amazon. Amazon. So between the two of us, we are funding. Oh, but aren't you both giving money to Comcast? Corporate no, sure they're more evil than no, that. No, and in Comcast, Comcast isn't. The, there's levels. Comcast wants to think they're in Disney or Amazon's league. They ain't fucking close. I, I don't know. I think Comcast. Is I don't think you realize just the scale of companies like Amazon or Disney. Comcast ain't got matter. shit. No, Google e even ain't got shit on on Amazon or uh, or Disney. I'll shout out to Google though, because when they asked about um, if Stadia, what happens to our games if Stadia goes offline? Oh God! We understand that the cloud is scary, and but it is the future, <laughs> and you'll love it. But what will happen to my game? I, I heard, I heard the cloud, that I heard that shit, and I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me? Is that really your answer?" We we yeah. understand that... the cloud is gonna be scary, and I'm like, oh, dude, don't don't do that. Don't. Uh, it makes me feel like going in dry, no lube, deal with it. That was that was uh, definitely. Uh, oh, that a was low the nail in the coffin for Stadia for me. That that was yeah. a low point. Well, the fact that I... they but they they expect ISPs to update their fucking data caps when Google has been oh, railing against ISPs for years now. Yeah, I remember I brought that story and then didn't come to the podcast. But um, brought that story where they say, "Yeah, we the, we um, the ISPs are going to cater to us." Because yeah, no, we we talked about that on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I remember. I just couldn't come. Yeah, Kev, Kevin wasn't here for that. We talked like, about uh, it in his absence. And yeah, I, I, I brought I brought up the story and then couldn't come at like the last second. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In any case, though, um, moving on to more fun topics on there. Um, I would like to say that um, we successfully kept Rose from dying in delivering her large um, shipment of, yeah, of by mining Void stuff. Ones. Yep. I Thank gave enough, God. I, I gave enough deaths and gears to make up for it. It's okay. Yeah. Uh, Kev, Kev is out there playing gears. The rest of us are all playing Elite Dangerous. Apparently, though... The, the great statistic, for all of you who don't know, uh, this month alone, Kev has played 770 hours of games. Most I just want to point that out. War. Most of it's been Total War. Yeah, 770. Never, is addicting. never mind the fact that there's only 730 hours maximum in a month, Kev has managed to play 770 hours of games, and the month isn't even over. He's still got a few now, days left. Now, now, wait a minute. What about you with some two fucking thousand hours? 2,200 gonna... hours? Like, 
Makes yeah. sense. If, makes sense if you don't. That's you see, almost as many hours as I have into Warframe over four and a half years. Yeah, I, I, I played twenty two hundred hours uh, in, in the past month. By the way, God Galaxy two might have a bug where it imports your play time from the other platforms that you signed into it from, and then it kind of truncates that into the entire playtime hours. I'm pretty. I automatically that's the bug. think of the movie Dodgeball. Where, where are we going to get one hundred twenty thousand dollars? No, no, you don't add them together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But no, that's that. So that's that sounds. That's what essentially what I think happened is that it said, "Oh, you have fourteen hundred hours in Warframe. You have four hundred hours in Total War, etc." And then it said, "Oh, you've got twenty two hundred hours played." It's not really how it works. But the scarier one is if you go in there and look at the total hours, because that's when you really see how depressing. Our life is with Rose racking in a whopping nine thousand hours of playtime. <laughs> I'm not far behind with eight thousand, so I can't really criticize you, you a whole lot. I, I, think, I, I think Rose is accurate. Yeah, yeah, no, no, the, it, the, yeah. The, that lifetime hours thing. is actually accurate. That's just taking the like consolidated playtime from all of your games from all of your platforms. Putting them into one. The monthly stat isn't accurate, but the lifetime is. Uh, mm -hmm. It's essentially no. it's grabbing my. I mean, but Zaken says zero, so I mean we know because he doesn't have GOG 2.0. Yeah. Well, I, I thought it was because he had a life. No, no, he's actually a time mm -mm. lord. He manages the game infinite amount of time, but it only takes up zero minutes. That's why. Well, if you, if you weren't aware, I'm actually, you know, Pray Zaken. I'm yeah. 196 years Pray old. Them! Yeah, he's um, good, don't I? <laughs> yeah. Uh, he he actually. So here's the thing. He actually exists uh, on a asteroid body that's on the event horizon of a black hole. So, so for every every minute th that he's there, it's like 50 years for us. So that's, that's why I'm so tall. You don't realize this right now, but I'm about 172 feet long at this moment. <laughs> <laughs> you just you just get the gravity crushes you to the point where you look like you're six foot two. Yeah, spaghettification. Yeah, but you can tell us when the reapers are coming. That's what's important. <laughs> no, he's he's the one. He's at the one place that's safe from the reapers. I'm gonna point and laugh. Yeah. <laughs> Because the truth is, is the Reapers couldn't get close to a black hole. They can mm -hmm. only they can only use mass effect fields so much. Whenever it starts having adverse effects against the singularity, man, this has suddenly turned into the astrophysics podcast. Everyone. <laughs> First we were now ESPN, we, and now we're astrophysics. Can we, we make up our get, fucking uh, mind? No, yeah, we just got, bro. Uh, Dr. Neil deGrasse Tyson as a guest on here. Uh, or, or, or even that. Kyle Hill. Yeah, Kyle Hill. I started playing Mario Maker because God Galaxy 2.0 says I've been playing it with others. <laughs> and I haven't had a Switch in like eight months. I haven't had a console in like eight months. Yeah. <laughs> Astrophysics for the win. Yes, exactly. Well, mm -hmm. <clears throat> in any case, it's a fun I mean, pastime. It, as, fun as, as fun as Astrophysics is, uh, we don't always get to have that much fun. Uh, because we have to talk about all of the um, how stupid people are. Bruce Wiener! As much as we, we would love to just sit here and talk about astrophysics, 
Sadly, we're not astrophysicists and we know nothing really about it. The Reapers and Mass Effect fields obviously don't actually exist and it's all space magic that the Mass Effect game uses to hand wave away uh, a lot of challenges that physics presents. Just praise Swinder. On that note, let's let's talk about China. Hey guys. <laughs> guys like China? My grandma used to hit me for touching her China. I'm not a fan of China, but they're actually doing some good shit right now. Um in the gaming realm. Should specify that, but they're still pretty one, crummy as a country. One as specific vegans. aspect. That's racist. I don't know why that's racist. It just is. Um. So, Rose, why don't why don't you uh, why don't why don't you uh, introduce the story and and tell us why they're um give us the breakdown. Really? Yes. Okay. Um. So China, in their infinite wisdom, has decided that there needs to be regulations on games, specifically anti-gambling and anti-addiction regulations that needed to be implemented. So much so that it's Fortnite, I believe. I can't remember the game they said, but there's uh, a game... It's specific. I think uh, the main one they cite is League of Legends. I want to say because Riot's owned by Tencent. So yeah, mm -hmm. it's either that or it's another game that is notorious in the USA for loot boxes. Uh, wow! There wow! I think yeah. Wow also has some um, sort of I think uh, thing on it too in China. Yeah. So what they've done is they've implemented a if you're a certain age and it might actually be more. I wasn't able to find more information on this, but it is that if you play more than two hours, it actually kicks you out of the game. Mm -hmm. So that's two hours per day. Yep. Um, I'd be screwed. How, and, and, and how and how Rose? How does it? How does it know your age? Because the government knows everything there, and you sign your soul to the <laughs> devil when you're Chinese. There. The um, government knows everything there, too. It's mainly that China, in China, China your video game accounts have to be tied to your actual ID. There's a there's a yeah. special ID system that they have in there that essentially you tie in your, what amounts to your Chinese version of a social security number to mm -hmm. your video game account, and it uses that to verify your age. And also track if you say something mean to somebody online, or if you whisper the words uh, "Winnie the Pooh." By the way, guys, we just got banned in China. Um, We've been banned in China. Yeah, you mentioned Winnie what, the Pooh, and then they come knocking down your door. Podcast basis. Mm -hmm. I thought they didn't like me after all of the murder I did in Three Kingdoms. <laughs> I murdered a lot of Chinese people. There's that total too. war. Have you racist? Um, yeah. Hey, is it racist when you hate <laughs> everyone equally? I mean, <laughs> semantically, I no. Yeah, I, mean, I, I hate but everyone Realistically, equally. yeah. But I hate everyone. I Doesn't matter. Yeah. There was a, a clever statement I heard somebody come up with a while ago. I'm not racist. I hate everybody equally, given the opportunity. <laughs> uh, so that's basically what I'm saying. Um, to... 
Casork in the chat that asked, what's the Winnie the Pooh thing? Um, so essentially, <laughs> there's a... Uh, it, it's not a joke so much, really, anymore. But essentially, the, uh, the president of China... And when I say president, uh, know that in this particular instance, president means dictator because... He is, not an he is no longer an elected official. He is an mm -hmm. is an instituted dictator that has a lifelong term. So, when I say president, know that I mean dictator. But President Xi Jinping overlord. of China um, apparently has there's some comparison that he gets made to Winnie the Pooh, and it pisses him off to no end to the point where a game that made mention of that that joke of him being compared to Winnie the Pooh had their business license stripped and forced to shut down. Mm -hmm. This is China, by the way. There's also been rumors of people disappearing for flagrantly, you know, yeah, you know, sharing like, stuff of Winnie the Pooh, even if it is not comparing directly to him. It can yeah. just say, somebody can say Winnie the Pooh, and yeah, that's it. The person's Win disappeared. Win Winnie the Pooh yeah. is essentially anathema and. Uh, in China because of that joke on there. So uh, whenever I say, oh, Winnie the Pooh, oh, we just got banned in China. Um, it's like somebody talking about Trump's tiny hands, except he can actually legally kill you for it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah if if people think people think things are bad with Trump, <laughs> you have no idea. <laughs> um, so in any case, though, yeah. It so, can always get worse. Remember that. Yeah. So here's the thing is that. that. Um, I I like the fact that China has at least taken some kind of uh, stance on on gambling, and I kind of like that. But I'm a I big I'm a big individualist, right? I think that people and and being an individualist, I'm big on personal responsibility, right? So when it comes to managing your playtime, and say you're a child, there's a stipulation for that. But when it comes to managing your playtime, um, you know, if you're a child and you don't know any better, same thing with gambling, the onus should be on the parents who have the personal responsibility to, you know, if they want to regulate their child's playtime and video games, uh, or if they want to regulate their access to gambling because of the the... Uh, negative impacts of it they should be able to do that and that should be their choice uh, i would prefer they have all the information you know that gambling can lead to very bad neurological disorders and that excessive playtime can also cause neurological disorders and give them all the facts but ultimately mm -hmm. it's their choice whereas china says you know what we don't believe the people in our country are smart enough to do anything for themselves so we have to tell them everything to do. Oh, you need to shit. You do, you shit at 8.15 a.m. Um, and you can do it from 8.15 until uh, 8.25. After that, you have to get A off the toilet. 10-minute shit? Yeah. You have to yeah. on and off. Quick. 10 minutes. That's it. In and out. So what um, if I need 11? Too bad. You're get, fucked. Get the fuck off. They, at that point, they electrify the toilet seat. On. <laughs> they, you break your yeah. toilet, goddamn! Um, <laughs> By the way, that's that's not that's not actually a thing. But I'm just saying that, Hopefully. like, there. In my belief, in you're this, a child of China. Yeah. Um. In my belief, though, is that the 
it is a demonstrable in biology that the more someone is able to act on their own make mistakes learn from those mistakes the stronger that person becomes mentally physically etc so whenever you handhold and coddle someone like a government like china does to their people the people there become mentally and physically weaker which is to me in my mind going off of that is exactly what the chinese government wants they want a weak docile populace that is wholly dependent on the government so they don't ever question the status quo Right. I'm getting so, super like, political to, in this podcast. I, I need I need to become god of China. <laughs> that's that's Xi Jinping. Yeah, he's 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 the god of China. The god king. God king of China. God king king. I mean, is there really emperor a, whatever, you know. King but I'd like to bring up that bitch in charge. I'd like to bring up on the flip side, they're actually making regulations and taking a hands-on approach for some of the things that we've complained about on this podcast with no regulation on the gaming community and actually saying loot boxes and putting limits on times. I mean, granted, I'm not a fan of the limits on times. I'd be fucked. I'd kicked but out of that's only that's only for quit. kids right the the time limit right. is not for adults the adults can technically play games all they want that's only for minors um that, that has it, that time limit but again I mean, only especially, time limit. yeah but especially for the loot boxes since they've labeled those as gambling they've done what none of the other western countries are willing to do let you have rights no my no. see my thing is is and rose may not have heard my my spiel multiple times uh late last year <laughs> when i was giving it uh but my my thing on loot boxes isn't that they shouldn't exist my thing with loot boxes is that they need to be labeled as gambling because they are stop with this whole oh surprise mechanics no they're fucking gambling Regulate them as gambling, restrict them to adults only, you know, post up warnings and disclosures that the game contains gambling. Here's some links and resources for help if you have an addiction or you know someone that that has an addiction. Those sorts of things. Give people tools to make decisions for themselves. The problem and I'd like to state that I disagree with that. I just want to kill all the loot boxes. Yeah, and, that, and that's See, fine. I've I'm fine with loot boxes. It's just like you were saying, make it so that it's clearly labeled and make it adult only. Fuck loot boxes. <laughs> I mean, I don't mind them in fucking Overwatch because they have no say on the gameplay. You just get a fancy skin. That's it. End of story. Well, okay. So if you're talking like an Overwatch, right? So. <sighs> This is something that I've combated against the whole, oh, it's only cosmetics, is not an accurate portrayal. Oh, my God. A little tiny spider dangling in front of my face. Anyway. Um, he wants to be your friend. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you've had a couple spiders the past couple of days. I don't know. I, I, think, I think it was the same one, and he's just been very clever at dodging me. Um, so in any case, I thought, though. I bunnies ate spiders. Yeah, no. I don't know about <laughs> No, no, you don't, apparently. In any case, though, with with the whole uh, it's only cosmetic argument, right? 
the problem with that is that mentally it's not because what is your progression what what reason do you have to keep going in, in overwatch yes there are because. some people there are some people who are driven by just purely getting better at the game but most people want something tangible and measurable to mark their success in the game so i just want to smack scrubs and and there's also a certain social environment where depending on the skin you have determines kind of a this quasi social status right oh you got this super rare skin for so and so and i'm not actually joking on that for fortnite there you uh i can't remember what it is i mean if that's, that's for life too though if if it's yeah, default, default or something like that i think default is becoming a pejorative in high Ooh. schools now because of fortnite essentially elementary calling, schools huh it's elementary schools elementary schools yeah like and essentially telling me about it. it's actually pretty bad and yeah. it, that's kind of real life too depending on what kind of skin you have People are gonna feel a certain way about you. Yeah, that's not the same thing, Kev. That's that's a very very different topic, and there's a lot more to unpack from that one. I'm just meaning that like the culture. Fr now with Fortnite, to be fair, those are not loot boxes. Those are direct buy skins, as far as I understand. Um, but the point is, is that skins and cosmetic only is not a justification for having unregulated and undisclosed gambling in a game i wasn't saying that it was i was yeah. saying like if it's an adult only game yeah they can keep those loot boxes it's just don't sell the, to, the game to kids market as adult only yep but that doesn't stop parents from buying the game for their kids. Oh, and, and you know what? That's fine. But here's the thing is that adults only, if it got ESRB followed their regulations and put and every game with loot boxes in an adults only category, that would be such a fucking... Like, we've talked about how AO, the restrictions that AO has on sales. Oh, yeah. Like, can't be it's advertised... Yeah, mm -hmm. it's 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 the place regulated for porn, and that's also where gambling games go, like the real, real, like poker, World Series poker, and you know, like Casino Royale gambling, mm -hmm. the actual gambling games. Those ones are yeah. regulated as adults only. You can't advertise for them on most websites. You can't have them so on store shelves, etc. They're basically like cigarette ads. Get regulated as gambling, but the loot boxes and other games not. What what's the standout on those other than emulating real life gambling? Oh it, no, the great one. Let's let's talk about GTA 5's gambling. You guys, <laughs> oh, you guys hear about, about that? that? They have, I heard yeah. a bit about it. They, they, they have a casino, casino mode where you can actually spend real money to gamble in a casino. It's not gambling, though, guys. It's surprise mechanics. <laughs> so, in any case, no. Uh, going back to your kids drained your bank account. Yeah. So, <laughs> surprise, motherfucker. Didn't... You you got no money. Uh, but what Zyphon said, um, you know, why is the why are those games considered gambling and and uh, you know loot box or whatever or not? That's because the ESRB, the ESA, you know, the mind you, the ESA who runs and owns and runs the ESRB is just a conglomeration of the big publishers. Yeah. That's why I keep telling people, oh, it's it's pretty much like letting a drug addict in a room full of drugs and telling them to what, stay What, you clean. mean they can't self-regulate? 
Yeah, the self-regulating a corporation is a horrible idea. Um, but uh, in any case, and but we've got the gone ISPs over that can self-regulate. We, we, we've got oh. yeah we've we've got we've <laughs> gone over this before this is a rehash topic so i'm not gonna like go yeah. deep into it the the big thing rehash, on, rehash, rehash, rehash. The, the big thing is is that the the esa and the esrb have fought very much to keep loot boxes and those sorts of micro like randomized microtransactions out of the gambling conversation because let's be honest i don't know the exact figures but i'd be willing to bet that it is probably a significant majority of the big box uh, publishers revenue is coming from some form of gambling you talk about mm -hmm. ea making probably at least 60 to 70 percent of their earnings come from the ultimate teams and their other like loot box gambling forms i guarantee you uh, Blizzard, I know in 2017, made over a billion dollars in loot boxes from Overwatch. Let's make it a little bigger. American corporations are profiting purely on addiction. Yeah, a lot. Oh, absolutely. It's and, not just gambling, and like, that's not just gambling. Yeah. Look at um, you know, soda companies, sugar companies. You yep. know, they they get you hooked on whatever mm -hmm. it is, however they can. Yeah, and that's get all it, your money. It's like it's it's not just gaming. Like it's, uh, it's all a big it. thing. Yeah, it's everything. Well, yeah. it's it, and I mean, if we dig, if we really want to dig in deep, a lot of the reason why they're so prevalent deal goes back to whenever the advertising industry boom started. I'd say probably into the seventies and eighties, where essentially, like, something occurred to me the other day where. Every time, a, I, I feel like it should be banned for a commercial to have a, like any sort of advertising shtick where they have to have fine print disclosing like counter uh, points to what's being shown in the commercial. Like mm -hmm, if you have to have yeah. fine print, you are being deceptive. There's no mm -hmm. in between there. You shouldn't be doing that ad. If you have to have fine print, yeah. if you have to say, I mean, is it like the diabetes ad that says, hey, you know, you only have to poke yourself once a week and we're going to go over about two minutes of side effects that are probably going to kill you in a three yeah. minute spot. I, my favorite one is like, oh, hey, this antidepressant may make you more depressed. Eh, you know, it's a crapshoot. It's like this antidepressant could help you out, but it has a tendency to lead to suicide. Yeah, it's like Wait, uh, that, that got dark really fucking quick. Come on, no, man. there was there was this one of them that said that uh, uh, there was one of them that this this medicine may cause ac uh Please seek your doctor if you have any one of these symptoms, and one of the symptoms was death. I'm like, yes, you should really see uh, your doctor think, uh, if you're dead. The late great Robert Williams had a spiel on side effects. One of them, the one he focused on, was anal leakage. Mm -hmm. Like, the <laughs> effects are worse than the symptoms you're treating. <laughs> it is yeah. the time to stop your medication. Exactly. And that's that's my thing, is that when you look at how, how so complicated and convoluted marketing has become, it is so, so hard to unravel what's going on. And then given, like, you just take a simple 30-second ad spot, right? 
and you try to unravel all of the tricks that are being played from the colors being used to the way mm-hmm. that people are being presented to the like music being used the light flashes it is like a ball like Futurama making the joke of essentially all right and now back to hypnotoad and just like it's a screen of just a toad just with or the advertising for the iPhone yeah shut up and take yes. my money <laughs> yeah so yeah. the the thing is though is that like that like hypnotoad is a great description of where advertising is not conspiratorial but they have done so much psychological research into how people's brains work. Every ad you see is like this special cocktail of psychological engineering tricks to make you desire mm-hmm. wanting something. Instead of going out and finding what people actually want, companies mm-hmm. nowadays just market they, they to tell you what you should buy. Which to me is when, when, when did companies Diddy. care about what you want. No, they uh, originally the commerce like idea of capitalism is based upon <laughs> supply and demand, right? Consumers right. demand a product, a company supplies it, and therefore the company succeeds when it makes the highest quality product. But that's not what we have right now. We don't have supply and demand. Uh, we have supply and forcing it down your throat there's no demand for most of these products the demand is is artificial if you will Mm -hmm. it's it's kind of manipulated and coerced and that's where i kind of have a problem yeah oh no i mean just (laughs) ever every it's everywhere this is not just fucking this is every goddamn commercial this is sony yeah sony sony is guilty of it microsoft yeah, yeah, Xbox. Yeah, I, don't, I don't see as much with Microsoft. Oh no, oh no! You watch, you watch commercial. Nobody's what do you, buying an Xbox. What do you, what do you see whenever you see a Forza commercial? You see these glorious, very crystal clear action shots of a race that you will never fucking have in that game. And then you buy a PC. And then you buy a PC. Actual gameplay footage. Actual, yeah, I love that one. Actual. <laughs> Gameplay, uh, or no, what is it? What is it? Uh, uh, in game, uh, like in, rendered in, in, in game engine or something in like that. In engine. Yeah, in engine. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, yeah, that that totally makes me believe that that's not a complete bullshit statement. Like, it's in in engine footage. Like that it makes means the worst when people damage control it. It's it's pre-rendered. It's not live rendered like an actual no. game is. Anyway, but but you know people will buy into it. Like I'm looking at the tweet right now. This guy had he put up a picture, and I like this guy. Don't go after this guy. Um, but he put out four pictures of games: Final Fantasy remake, The Last of Us Two, Ghost of Tsushima, Death Stranding. And said, if I didn't have a PS4 and saw these four games dropping in the next year, I'd be buying myself a PS4. And it's that kind of attitude. It's like, it's like these are like corporate corporate spokespeople almost. Yeah, he, he he's just a random guy on Twitter. Well, he's afraid of missing out. Yep. He wants the. I think games. he's just excited for the. I think he's just excited for those games. Quite honestly. Well, no, no. Here's the thing: is that so? So what people don't realize is that consumers, although they're being exploited and kind of conned for a lot, uh, fear of missing out is one of the psychological tricks that get played a lot, and to an astounding degree, like the iPhone. 
Oh, look at all these cool people. This hip hip guy has a has an iPhone. Don't you want one too? Fear of missing no. out there. You know, look at this great game that's on PS4. Don't you want to play that game? Like that looks really nice. Oh, aren't you afraid of missing out on that? Like it, it gets used a lot, but it's one of many advertising tactics, right? And uh, it works extremely well. Yes. Meme manipulation. FOMO FOMO is one of the one of the most prolific advertising tactics and it works really well what people don't realize though is that if they would if right now everybody literally stopped buying uh, like a, a sony product never bought any more sony games and said mm-hmm. and put their foot down and said i'm not buying it until you make it available on the platform i want sony would be like fuck and they would immediately make those games available they would start uh you know, knocking down the door of Rockstar and all of their uh, in-house studios and saying, quick, port it to all of the platforms. Rockstar is in the Sony-owned Oh, uh, whatever. Yeah, Rockstar is kind of a, a Sony-favorable company. They always make their they game for... Isn't it? I don't know. Okay, maybe not Rockstar. Uh, Konami is, I think. Konami. Konami? Yeah. No, or Konami. Yeah. Konami, Konami, Konami is the uh, no, what is it? Square Enix, I think, is the one that's the real favorable to Sony uh, company. Yeah, yeah Square, Square Enix. Both of, yeah. Both Square of them Enix have and Atlas. In favor, um, yeah, but in, in any case, my point is, is that people don't realize the level of power they have that they could demand that changes be made. But instead, what is happening is that people have allowed themselves to essentially be the cattle for these giant corporations. These I mean, how many cor- people actually care? Well, that's the problem. People don't yeah. care, and they really should because they're just getting walked on. Like, I mean, when yeah. Sega died out. They didn't, or when the Sega Genesis died out, Sega didn't stop making games. No, but they, they, more kept, they started making them for other platforms. You mean when the Dreamcast died? What? Yeah. What? Yeah. Well, well yeah. Uh, well, the when the Dreamcast failed, because honestly, they died out with the Genesis. Uh, they tried again. The, their last ditch was with the Dreamcast, and it could have done well, but it failed. Mm-hmm. Dreamcast, but they still have. Se- there's still Sega published games, um, mm-hmm. th- but they didn't like. Oh well, you have you want you want to play Sonic? You have to get the old G- Dreamcast or whatever crap we come up with next. And they're like, no, <laughs> we're gonna put it on another platform because we know there's some people that really like the Sonic. For some reason, and they'll buy it somewhere else if it's you know not available. It's if it's not locked into our own uh, personal platform. And the same shit can happen with Sony. It can happen with Microsoft. It can happen with Epic. Yeah. <clears throat> if no one bought an Epic exclusive game, people stop spending money on Fortnite and said, uh, "We want all these cosmetics for free." Epic would be like, "Fuck, guys, pack it up. It's time to go on vacation. We're done." Because, like, you know that, like, these uh, publishing teams, or you know, not not the developers, the publishers. You know, there's that conf- conflation thrown around a lot. The publishers have spent the money to try and make money off of these games. Yep. They've spent money on the developers to get them made, and they realize that whatever platform they've decided to lock themselves into is not going to make that money for them. They're going to go wherever the fuck they can try and at least make up the the cost that they've spent. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, they really want the profit too. Yeah, but uh, not not to sidetrack a little bit. But one of the thing key points of the story we're talking about. I know we kind of 
derailed into talking about... Uh, <laughs> it doesn't take much. Yeah. Uh, we we kind of did go off track, but bringing it back to the story at hand, one of the key points of this story that we're talking about here was talking about this thing, and I've heard this discussion before, not with video games, but in other tech companies. And that's the... Uh, that's the ethics, like... Uh, doing business with china starts to raise some ethical questions right essentially by kowtowing to the chinese governmental demands to institute these policies are these governments or, or are these uh, corporations are they uh, essentially ethically compromising themselves i mean not that they're not already but i mean doesn't it put them in a little bit of an awkward position when they're when they're kowtowing to an authoritarian regime i mean the thing is they're corporations they they don't give a shit about ethics for the most part it's about making money only right? what they can get away with they yeah, give they a shit about ethics away. to the if point somebody has to die and they can get away and they can get away with it and it's profitable when motherfuckers are gonna have to die yeah just yeah. how corporations yeah. are yeah you know if, ch- if children in saudi arabia have to die so i can make you know a hundred million more a year well, sorry, but little Sam and Julie are just gonna have to die. <laughs> you met you met some people in Saudi Arabia named Sam and Julie. No, no I just don't know. <laughs> <in Saudi Arabia. laughs> I, feel, I feel like you might have been. A more to. real life example is you know the ch- you know child labor you know going through injuries and deaths to make your damn iPhone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I'm pretty sure there was in a lot China. of child labor that went to my 1082. Oh no, let's it. let's talk about the, 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 wasn't it? Was that the iPhone factory where they had so many people committing suicide that they actually had to like put in anti-suicide measures on the building? Yes, I think so. I believe, yeah. Like I heard that I, story, I, I was, was like, "Good uh, God, that's fucking horrific!" Mm-hmm. At what point you have so many people committing suicide at your at your place of work? that the company actually has to put in anti-suicide measures into the building. Like think, they, and think about the poor Chinese kids that made your Xbox. And, and here's the thing yeah. is like, like in the U.S., like if that were if that happens in another country, there's a little bit of stink. Happens in country, huge stink. Happens in China, radio silence. Well, that's because radio... I uh, mean, it, like, with, within, their, within their country, radio silence, because they have control over it. That's what you get with a dictatorship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I'm sure we'll get there in this country eventually. We're gonna I mean, look like uh, we're, we're, gonna, we're gonna have the illusion of elected officials. We kind well, of already I, do. I I, th- I think there's a the the key difference between where I kind of see the United States going and where I where China's going is that China, um, their laws and their controls are based upon a political ideology of communism right it's it's authoritarian and it's still the kind of old idea of everybody should be what what is the marxist whole thing of like everybody according everybody works according to their ability everybody is given according to their need or whatever however that philosophy goes but the point is is that everybody's kind of a like people aren't individuals the populace is just this kind of gray bobliest mass that has no definition to it and nobody is treated differently from each other and not in a good way like you have no individualism you have nothing that makes you unique which is part of the reason why china uh entices so many corporations to do business in china 
because China isn't really innovating technologically speaking. Mm-mm. How they get a lot of their modern technology is that they will tell um, a corporation from the United States or from Europe or whatever that in order to do business in China, you have to essentially like ignore IP violations. Like there is no IP law in China. Once you mm-hmm. do that, the government has access to all of your IP. And what they do is, <clears throat> is that say I want to make an iPhone in China, um, where they s- set up their factories for making iPhones in China, the Chinese government controls that factory and they start having the people there copy the processes, copy the technology and the designs, and then they spin up their own factory doing the exact same thing, only not in a deal with China mm-hmm. or not in a deal with Apple. So then yep. they are make, and then they'll tell Apple, okay, go away now. We've got what we wanted. And that's the same thing that's happened with Google, that happened with Apple, that happened with, uh, I think it was uh, Microsoft. Like you've had several big tech giants go over there and essentially have their IP stripped and given to Chinese, the Chinese mm-hmm. government. Um, and I think how that also you, happened to Motorola too, I think. How do you think they've got the Hawaii phone or whatever Huawei. it's called? Hawaii. Hawaii. Yeah. Huawei. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Look, I don't speak or know how they pronounce things. So. Yeah. Huawei is, is even more concerning than most people realize because it's not just their phones. Um, mm-hmm. Huawei is a major producer of network infrastructure, which from what I understand, mm-hmm. a lot of it, they strip the IP from Motorola radios and other devices. But, uh, the, the thing is, is that there is major concerns that because Huawei, like every other Chinese company, it has, it has a stake of ownership from the Chinese government. In other words, the Chinese government has a very strong say in how those companies operate. Um, there's big concerns of you start uh, installing network infrastructure from Huawei, like 5G towers, for example. People got a little, a little. Oh, it's racist. Donald Trump banned uh, Huawei from like uh, infrastructure from coming to the United States. Like, no, trust me, that was a good thing, because if mm-hmm. we have Huawei, the biggest manufacturer of 5G towers, suddenly gets that foothold of installing network communication towers. All across the U.S., guess who controls our communication? Yep. Do you fucking want home front the revolution? Because that's how right. you fucking get home front the or, revolution. Or or, or red well red dawn. Well, basically, the, North Korea gets uh, their Silicon Valley. We never get it. We buy all of our shit from North Korea. We go into debt with them, and they invade us. Yeah, it's, Shut it's down kind of, all of our warfare. It's not not far removed from the the. I think originally red was the original Red Dawn. No, in the original Red Dawn, the Chinese people were actually our allies. It was Russia that invaded, yeah. right? And yeah. then they remade yeah. the 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 remake. It was North Korea that invaded. Um, but whatever the case is, um, <laughs> China is never going to come to our aid if someone invades us. That's a, that's a fucking pipe dream. 
They would, we they, owe them too much. No, they would, they well, would here, subtly assist the company or country in overthrowing us so they could take over. I, I, well, I think they would actually do neither um, because, you know, they, they've got a lot of financial interest in us. I don't, They would definitely not assist us, but I don't think they would assist enemies either. I think they would just, like, try to see what happens and try and pick up the pieces after that. Yeah, probably. Basically it, sit there with a bag. They would on. capitalize, you know, the, the communist country would capitalize on the aftermath. Yeah. That, that makes We're way sense. off topic again. But in any case, yeah, we, we so <laughs> where, where I was going... And then there's all the way off to the left. Yeah, where <laughs> I was going with the uh, uh, the conversation of the... Um, actually, at this point, I don't remember. We went so far off topic that I just thought. <laughs> uh, need, needless to say, that a lot of these gaming companies doing business more in China, because these... Cor- like, China has their fucking number. China knows mm-hmm. that... These corporations are the equivalent of a fucking teenage boy, and China is dangling a half-naked chick in front of them. That's the that's the truth, and they're just uh, they can't fucking help themselves. You, but you to follow a teenage boy for that, eh, I, it's a it's an example. Point is, is that they're they know ex- they've got these corporations number they know that they're greedy they're greedy to a fault they're so predictable in their greediness chinese says china says hey we've got almost two billion people over here that would love to buy your product you just have to have to make these concessions and then you can do that and the corporations are like yep yep that's fine here let me bend over go ahead and do what you want so it still sounds like the console presence uh no, it's worse. Um, yeah, it's far worse. And that's I, I, I mean they still just bend over and take it. Yeah. But uh the I guess the the ultimate thing of the story is that we should really be very cautious of how this stuff plays out with China and be very cautious of the decisions that these companies do when they want to do business with China. Uh you know, like preventing gambling, okay, you know, these these playtime requirements, okay, but the way they do it that your uh, your national ID has to be linked to your play account so that you are clearly identifiable. Like this national ID system and social mm-hmm. credit score thing is bad news. Like you can say, oh, it holds the internet trolls accountable. You know, so now you can't say nasty shit online. Listen, there's maybe 1%, 0.1% of the population are fucking internet trolls. I'm one of them. Very small amount of the population are internet trolls, right? The majority of people are just average, everyday folk that go online, no big deal. It is not a fair concession to say, oh, that 0.1% needs to be needs to be kept in line so we have to institute an authoritarian monitoring process in order to do so. No, that's not... That's not justification. That's that kind of justification led to fucking concentration camps. Ugh. I'm so off base here. <laughs> let's get off of China, guys. Let's let's get off of China. Uh, let's let's go to something more yeah, fun. <laughs> let's blue box. Guys, well, let's get on to our yeah. favorite segment here on the, the Pixel Crashes podcast. Epic Fails? Everybody, welcome to this week's Epic Fail segment. I feel like we need a theme song. Like, 
something whenever we have. Epic, you fucked up. You don't fuck up today. There we go. Kev, Kev making up our theme song as we speak. <laughs> so there's a couple of a couple of fun little bits. Actually, let's uh, let's jump into the one that's less less bad, if you will. Xiphon. <laughs> so tell me about Tetris Effect. Okay, now there seems to be a workaround. Let me uh, let me uh, put that up first, uh, and then I'm going to backtrack. Initially, Tetris Effect um, is a game that was an e- uh, when uh, launched as an Epic exclusive. Well, no, it was console first, and then coming to PC, it was an Epic exclusive. It has a uh, VR function uh, option to it as well, which originally only worked or relied on Steam VR to actually get that VR function to work. And, you know, whether you're using an uh, Oculus or HTC Vive or the new Index, um, it needed Steam VR. Well, uh, but it was exclusive to Epic, so it's one of those ones like, okay, well, it's... Uh, what, wait, how the fuck does this work sort of deal? Um, the I can't remember the, the uh, publisher later came out with a statement that you can get VR to work on Epic if you use the... Um, Oculus Rift specifically um, software developers kit. You can make a you can uh, get uh, Tetris Effect VR in that. Um, so de- still not friendly to the average user. Like you, sh- yeah. you have to use the you know the developer kit to actually get VR to work on that game on Epic. Yikes! It's, uh, it's kind of a stupid fucking runaround of shit. And I like to make things complicated, but I like to make them complicated for me. But hey, what, so so if so if people are looking for support for Tetris Effect VR, um, so what what area should they go to to find support and information? Steam, Steam because fuck you. <laughs> it's step two on the business plan. You got step one: steal the underpants. Step two. <laughs> step three: profit. <laughs> Wait, we're still underpants now. At this point, yeah, I thought doing that when I got married. At what do you think Epic's been doing with all these exclusivity deals? Stealing mm-hmm. underpants. At this point, it's almost amazing. Just gave to me face. I that told people, you. people Just get are in. like people are still defending that Epic takes uh, makes a game exclusive, but then. I want to say outsources, but that's not the right word because they're not giving any money to uh, to Valve. They're just they're forcibly outsourcing everything about the game except for the game download itself. All Hell, for all we know, they, they may still piggyback the downloading of the game off of Steam somehow. Mm-hmm. I would not surprise me. Oh, it, it's going to be like you play, yeah. where you trigger the game and Steam opens in the background. Yeah, and well, then that's a funny game. thing on this exclusivity <laughs> bullshit. On actually, you know, Steam getting hit harder on that is because the extra features, you know, that Steam charges more for to get these, except for the you know paying for exclusivity. Um, you know, they're not willing to go that far for shit because they're smart. But all these extra features they provide with their enhanced fees, people, uh, the the. Um, exclusivity agreements going on epic they're getting used for free like steam forms and other you know sort of things like that people are turning to yep. steam because epic doesn't have jack shit yeah it's and the support game you want to play and and thus that year-long exclusivity deal entirely preys upon that thing that rose was talking about earlier the fear I hope it's just of the year. missing out 
Because otherwise, if people weren't afraid of missing out on the game when it comes out on launch, they would just wait for a year and say, hey, you know, I'll, I'll get the game but a year we're, later. We're, we're hoping that the game comes out of the exclusivities only for a year. Most of them have not been a year. All of them, they, a lot of them they don't say anymore. They just say it's exclusive. Uh, I know that the other one we're talking about, MechWarrior 5, is a year. And there's a reason behind that. It's very specific. The just reason giving why. your money exclusively to God. Well, yeah, you should really give your money to mm-hmm. God. Everybody, by the way, n- they're not paying to advertise us. We the just Razor like is. GOG as a company. So to be clear, they have given us no money, no endorsement at all. We just think what they're doing is the right way to do business. Mm-hmm. But, just throwing that uh, out there. You know, CD Project, if you're willing to help sponsor us, <laughs> we will shell the fuck out for you because we actually like the work you do. Mm-hmm. Until you start being a bad guy, and then yeah, we'll if you, you, if you get too big for your pictures and you start acting like these big businesses and doing shady practices like Epic, then yeah, we're gonna drop you like a bad habit. I mean, I'll, I'll still praise you. No, Kev, no, stop that, Kev. No. Then again, Kev is the only one member of the podcast who's actually bought something off of Epic. Um, yeah, he, he is. He is funding the destruction of the PC gaming market. You guys heard it here first. Yep. He wants yeah, he wants he wants the PC to be just like his PlayStation so that that way <laughs> yes, he, he actually wants Sony just to own his PC. You know, and he can only buy games from you Sony. Mean the same, you mean the same way the Xbox fanboys say that an Xbox or a PC is just an Xbox now? You want it to actually be that way. Yes. You know you what want, would be you awesome want if... your PC to be Yay! a PlayStation. You know. You know, in an interesting turn of things, if Microsoft actually pulled this shit, um, since they're already kind of providing Steam some support with the uh, Master Chief collection, if they actually take that, like, what would it be 10 steps further and have host Steam on the Xbox? <laughs> right. Yeah. Remember when that, I don't know if you remember, that was a I mean, rumor among the Xbox fanboys a couple years ago that they were putting Steam on Xbox. I was like... How does that even work? You're going to put a store on a store. Yeah. They just called me an elitist and didn't listen to what I didn't listen to logic. They said, stop being an elitist. Well, the so when it comes to this, this uh, VR thing, uh, I've actually heard like, so one of the common arguments that I, I don't hear people really countering as much is the whole like, well, Again, that whole Steam doesn't do anything for their 30%. Steam needs someone to challenge them to to innovate. You know, they need competition, and that justifies Epic buying up exclusives. Well, but they they won't buy from the Windows 10 store, which and and fairness isn't as big of competition. I think Epic's doing more forcibly. But well, the th- the I actually is- really like the Windows 10 store, so there's that. Well, the thing is, here's the shocking thing is, is yeah, Epic definitely, or uh, Valve is definitely uh, uh, damn near unchallenged. Like, they have such a vast majority of the market share of, of PC game sales, uh, but I wouldn't say they're actually a monopoly just because they haven't taken any monopolistic practices, and there are strong, healthy competitors out there, just not as big as Valve. Um, right. Yeah. The, the GOG, Uplay, Origin. 
Well, I, I don't. I, I don't even know if I would call Geo or U player or yeah. I wouldn't really. They're literally just EA and Ubisoft trying to peddle their own games. Yeah, they 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 just didn't want to pay the cut from uh, Steam. Which, by the way, the whole oh the Steam is so cut like the whole oh twelve percent the the game makers would do so much more with that twelve percent. You get better games, cheaper games. It's like mm, oh, look shit. at look at fucking Activision Blizzard on their Battle.net. Look at fucking Uplay on their own store. Look at fucking EA Origin on their own store. They ain't well, they, done a damn bit of nothing of that. Actually, Uplay they, you know, has some decent sales. Well, sometimes. okay. So first of all, first of all, Uplay actually is not an exclusive game store. They have their products right. elsewhere. Yeah. Um, and you okay. can get you can get some other products on you play. Like they had The Witcher on there for a while. I yeah. got Mortal Kombat Nine on you play. Yeah. The um, only uh, exclusivity to you play is if you buy a game on you play or buy a Ubisoft game, you need that launcher to run it. Yeah, Whatever source you buy it from, you've got to you know it's got to run through the launcher if it's going right. through um, Ubisoft for, to, to, on the purchase. You play is more like just DRM, and they're like, hey, if you want to just buy our games directly through us, yeah, it's like a DRM. You can do that. Yeah, it's a third, fourth, and fifth level of DRM. Yeah. Oh no, that that's what um what's the the Nuvo? That's that's what they do that for. So now you have Steam and the Nuvo and UPlay and all the other forms of DRM they could think of. Yeah. Well, in any case, though, my my uh, I guess the thing going off of that though is that. Those stores are kind of their own brand-specific, unique things. They're mostly to peddle their own in-house games. But you do have GOG. You do have multiple other stores that still sell Steam keys or GOG keys or whatever that Steam doesn't make money off of. So right, right. there, there is a, a healthy market outside of Valve that Valve is not capitalizing on. So I'd say in that regard, there there's not really a monopoly. But... The thing is, is that even with their, they could have sat back on their laurels and really not done anything, but they have. They've been major proponents into developing new technologies to try to drive gaming markets forward. They've been one of the biggest VR developers ever. Like no one else has yeah. really gone as far. It's they were pretty also much trying to put that PC the into the console VR. market too. Yeah, Valve. Yeah. Yeah, they, Valve. They tried to put PC into the console market. I don't. What are you talking about? Yeah, Steam well, machine. I mean, when they tried to put their games on consoles. I'm saying that Steam Machine did not was not successful, but they made the attempt to yeah. put PC into the console market because the Steam yeah. Machine was was supposed to be have the open format of a PC only fit and connect to your TV and be uh, manipulated by a controller instead of needing a mouse and keyboard. To, the, to the be Steam fair, Machine was kind of failed. This doomed to fail from the beginning, though, because they didn't it had a lot of problems. Yes, I'm not it, saying it, it was great, but they oh, tried. No. Well, that's not my point. My point was, who was the Steam Machine really for? Console players, they're like, there's like twenty of these. What the fuck? What's the difference between the three, four hundred dollars? Well, that, that was the failure of it. Four thousand dollars. That you know, here's the thing: <laughs> is that the Steam Machine was aimed at trying to get console players into the PC market. However, it and was it an absolute failure in doing so. Uh, it's I the did, same I, thing I, I was saying with AMD graphics cards uh, last podcast, is that, yeah, AMD may have something that's a, uh, a, fair, uh, a fair value for their graphics cards, but CPU they market too. them like shit. Yeah, AMD marketing is terrible. 
Yeah, but like, like so, like, but yeah, it's like A and D. If but, you are in the low end or a mid range PC game right now, AMD is where here's, it's at. Here's an important question: You market them like shit. Well, they don't take a lot of aggressive psychological marketing. They don't market they don't them like do, shit. Do they like market them like more. At all. They market more ethically. They uh, don't like market at all. Well, not, all not entirely. <laughs> No, 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 no. What AMD doesn't market ethically. They market dumbly. They could market ethically, making their like their names of their cards clearly, distinctively uh, outlining like kind of what uh, Nvidia does, where you have the the 50, 60, 70, 80, 90, whatever cards that are. I'm thinking more clearly... specifically advertising, not. No, 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 no. I'm talking about their brand. No, when I said, made that statement, yeah. when I yeah. said that. I was thinking more specifically a a advertising. I was not thinking full scope marketing. Oh, yeah. see, well, advertising, marketing, branding—it's all fucked up at AMD. Let's be honest about yeah. it. Yeah, but yeah, my my but point they is they make good hardware. <laughs> That's about it. Well, my point is though is that uh, uh, the Steam machine, and here's the thing: is that I I applaud their attempt of doing something new and trying to innovate, but let's not pretend that they weren't. They were making the Steam Machine to be an open platform, right? They were making no. it a Steam Store version of a console where right. the person owning the Steam Machine would have been locked into Steam. Now, that would have been a fucking monopoly. Well, people who didn't pay attention, it was a subversively open platform because you got to think, what was the backbone of the Steam OS? Originally, right. it was Linux. Linux. Yeah, exactly. Totally. And the thing is, I, I, I test sampled it. it. When you run it, if you just do do the like plug and play, it is all Steam Store. It looks closed from the front end, but mm. it is nothing. It is nothing like that because you can easily do a, a switch and go into a uh, Linux desktop environment. It was run on Debian with a, uh, a GNOME. But uh, here's the thing. So here's the thing that the concept of the steam machine now it failed at doing so, but its yeah. marketing was aimed at attracting console players who are not the super uh, technical technical yeah. types. Yeah, they're not the ones that are going to be digging into stuff. They're going to accept things at face value because that's what they expect from a console. Yeah, there's, Granted, there are a some... a small percentage. It was less than 1%, but there was still a percentage of the buyers of the PlayStation 3 that got their panties in a twist when PlayStation locked out the ability to sideload in an optional OS. Well, yeah. a lot of people... Because the PlayStation 3, a lot of people were fucking on the first generation one. When I say a lot of people, I say, when I say a lot of people, probably less than 1% of PS3 owners. But right, they but, still but made but a there were people that were actually buying the PS3 that. for that purpose. Yeah. Yeah, they, they closed down that open option. That's, so that, what that's a little different, though. Steam is, uh, like I said, on the forefront, on the face of it, what you see is a closed system. But anybody that actually cared about an option, they had it. Hmm. Well, then I guess that's one way. That I, th I think that's taken a little too technical. I agree in this aspect that people wouldn't have given a shit. But I think the reason people wouldn't have given a shit is because of how people look at consoles in general. Remember, when you're buying a console to the average person looking for a console, it's just essentially a Blu-ray player. I don't care about what the what's inside the Blu-ray player. I just care what Blu-rays I can play. And that's how people mm -hmm. approach a console. 
not saying it's right or wrong. So when you, that's why I say again, when you have 20 of them and the price ranges are so drastic, yeah, it's like, well, which one should I buy? Which oh. one shouldn't? What's the difference here? Where they fucked up with the mm-hmm. steam machines, they should have stuck with that model with the alien were out. That yeah, should have yeah. been the steam machine, period. Cut yeah. the other bullshit. Just one. It, well, yep. The problem is, is even with the Alienware Alpha, wasn't there like multiple configuration options with it? No, no, no. There was. There were two. There was one with Linux and one with Windows. Oh, gotcha. What? Yeah. Well, the reason why two existed is SteamOS was so late in getting mm-hmm. out. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, what, yeah. Uh, they, uh, the hardware was very premature. Well, mm-hmm. Dell took the jump on there because they liked the idea. They liked the idea in trying to sell this machine. They took the jump and made a Windows variant of it that had the launch big picture on start, more or less feel like a console on a Windows PC. Actually, the the Windows mm-hmm. one of the Alienware Alpha was actually a better device too because it had UPlay and GOG and um, Origin integrated into it too. But you had the yeah. mouse and keyboard to get to them. Yeah, so, but yeah. Like the same as Steam like OS. Steam OS is the same way. You needed a mouse and keyboard to get to any of the right. other. Right, but, but it wasn't all. It wasn't all the way built in, and that's what on um the the alpha was where I'm talking. About. But, but yeah, like, like you could do it, but that wasn't their idea. I don't even know if Origin um you play even that, like that's a you know a key difference between Steam and GOG though as far as open access is GOG is like out there, in your face, pro-consumer, all your options, where Steam is like, well, we support the options, but we're not going to tell you. Yeah, the thing is... I'm that, tell you, like, I'm just, like, it's there. We're just not going to... We're going to be very hands-off. So the, the thing is, is that I don't really... The way I see Valve is Valve is not pro-consumer, but they're also not anti-consumer. They're this... They're neutral. They're this... They're, yeah, they're, they're the true neutral, if you will. Uh, you know, on the spectrum, like that. Whereas GOG is very much pro-consumer, very adamantly pro-consumer, and Epic is very adamantly anti-consumer and pro-publisher. Um, mm-hmm. Valve is is not really either. It's it's in this nebulous space where they try not to piss off a- any one particular group. They they kowtow a little bit to consumers. They kowtow a little bit to publishers. They try to maintain a balance. Whereas GOG and CDP have regularly said, you know, if you don't want to fucking be nice to consumers, we don't have any desire to play ball with you. You know, straight mm-hmm. up. They, they they have no problem saying no, but that's also because they're not... They're in a place where it wouldn't necessarily hurt them as much, right? You know, whereas right. Valve... Valve is in a much more precarious... Like uh, precarious position where they've already had a lot of big AAA publishers pull out to their own stores because they didn't want to have to deal with Valve anymore. So Valve is in this place where they're like, uh, we don't want... And with Epic coming in, they're really nervous about it. But... Yeah. So in any case, though, yeah, um, part of something that I find most fascinating with this is that Epic... And people a lot of times will defend Epic for, you know, oh, their their features are coming. Like, I think Kev said that, oh, they finally got cloud saves. Do they have a shopping cart? They, do they, they have, have a, a cloud shop- save for two games. Do they have a fucking shopping cart yet? Probably not. Like, the most was made by Piranha that uh, Epic has better discoverability because it's so empty. Bullshit. <laughs> Have you no, 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 no! It's a, they're not wrong. 
we'll talk. Let's let's the kind of roll this in there talking about uh, Mech Warrior Five. Uh, but yeah, so so before we go too deep into Mech Warrior Five here, first let's let's kind of explain some of the backstory on here. Very similar story to what we've had before. It was a game that was offered for pre-order on Steam, and then they signed a, a an Epic exclusive, and then they pulled out. People obviously upset because you know obviously they wanted the game on Steam, and they don't necessarily. And part well. We'll get to part of the problems I have with this. One of the things that they kind of made note of, and this was a video by Sid Alpha um, that actually kind of delved into something that these um, these guys did, is it seemed like the reason how everybody found out that it was an Epic exclusive was entirely by accident. The mm -hmm. developers and publishers mm -hmm. did not actually intend to let people know this far in advance. Yeah, they were going to wait till Gamescom. They they were going to yeah. wait until Gamescom. Yeah, which that to me is whew, and layers upon that's layers. Shady of, shit. Yeah, that's that's layers <laughs> upon layers of shady shit. By the way, anybody out there, I don't care about your opinion about Valve, Epic. Don't buy Mac Warrior Five. These mm -mm. the publisher. Forget about Epic. Forget about Valve. The publisher and developer of this game are scumbags. Don't buy from them. Don't give them your money. Straight I don't up. care what the game is. We need to start sending Pro, messages that this shit is not okay. Five, they also have Shenmue Three. Um, that's, oh, that's also Shenmue under their umbrella. Shenmue, Shenmue Three is a, is another Are, developer. That, that's a whole different mess. No, the, I thought it was the same publisher. Uh, no. Piranha Games. No, no, no. no, no. Uh, that's that's Yizzer. Deep Silver. Well, yeah, that's deep. No, yeah, but, but, that was part but, of the Deep Silver deal, but it was developed by Yiz or Is or however you Wise say. Software, I thought it was called Wise. But yeah. anyway, Wise, yeah, yeah. But anyway, but, but that's even more fucked up because it was a Kickstarter game on a PlayStation E3 stage. Oh yeah, they raised all the money at E3 with PlayStation. Then they went out and got a publisher in Deep Silver, and then turned around and took Epic's money. Yeah, no, like, mm -hmm. like that's all kinds of greed. Yeah, Wise is is a whole level of other sorts of shady. And to be frankly honest, I don't know what the fuck the like. I never really thought that Shenmue Two was that great of a game. I've never played Shenmue and don't care about Shenmue Three like that. Shenmue was good, the original, because it was something that was unique in the era of the Dreamcast. It was new at the time. It was good at the time. In the uh, series has not evolved since then. It is stuck. In well, the it hasn't come out. It's it's entirely well. The first so essentially the game Shenmue Three is entirely a play off of people's nostalgia. That's your mm -hmm. first yeah. warning flag. Is whenever a company is entirely trying to profit off of your nostalgia and not coming up with a yeah, fucking yeah. unique idea. That means they have no ideas. They just want your money. Warning oh, Flag think... Two: When they appear on stage on a Sony uh, on a Sony stage, telling you that they're taking money from Sony, but they still want your Kickstarter money. Warning Sign get, Three: They, they went to Deep Silver. Yeah, they went to Deep Silver for more money. That's three fucking big warning flags that you should have backed out already and not backed this yeah. game. Warning Sign Number Four was the oh well, that's no surprise. Whenever they d took the Epic exclusive, that was literally like a, yeah, okay. This 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 literally surprised nobody. 
because they mm-hmm. obviously are just there to get money. I mean, yep. I think there's a lot of people that honestly go the Epic Game Store route. And I get it. You're a business. You know, you want to make money. The idea of a business is, at the end of the day, to make money. But there has to be a better way to do it than just saying, fuck you to your purchasers. Saying, but fuck that's you the your thing is they're not putting the work in to make their money. They're taking a lot of these developers are. They're, they're like, like hey, we can take yeah, they're just taking a shortcut. Yeah. And I mean, let's be real. Like, I get it if you're like an indie developer. You know, mm-hmm. indie developers, a lot of the time, they don't make their money back. It's like, you don't, you don't see Minecraft situations happen every day. I get it. But, you know, you ha- you're having these, like, big games. Like, Borderlands 3 was going to sell regardless. Let's say if I'm looking but, at the Epic Store right now. Like, I'm looking at Borderlands is, 3. They didn't need Epic. They were, Borderlands 3 was going to do well. Looking at a flip side argument on the indie developer, though, is they are um, non gambling. Like, you know, you're an indie developer, you're paying for your own shit, you're taking a gamble on your own skill, your own quality of your product. Right. So, you know, but you think you, you have like something Ubisoft. that's that great, you can know you can make something of it. Like, uh, DE believed in what they had that much. They took the gamble and they fucking won. They However, were, when you've got an indie developer yeah. that's taking an exclusivity payout, they're not even uh, relying on their own skill anymore. They're relying on a handout. Right. Yeah. It's my, I mean, my, and it, but it's not even necessarily the indie games doing just doing this. Like, I get it if you're an indie game, you're indie developer because you're trying to survive. But you got fucking Ubisoft. No, the thing is, is the, the majority of these anyway. cases, the majority of these exclusivity deals are not deals with fucking indie devs. There has been a few with indie devs, but that's more or less to me, that's kind of like a big name actor doing an indie movie, right? In like in for the Cannes Film Festival. They largely do it just for the street cred. Epic's only signing on those little indie devs so that they have the, the street cred of we're helping out the little guy. It's all fucking PR. It's and none I guarantee of it. their exclusivity payout to the indies are nowhere near as fat as they are to the uh, multi dev publishers. Yeah, or like w- yeah, the, the deal they did with multi or single, whatever. The deal they did with with Deep Silver uh, and THQ Nordic. Uh, Deep uh, Deep Silver is owned by THQ Nordic, if I remember correctly. Um, I think I may be getting shit confused. Whatever the case, the deal they did with Deep Silver that ended up getting netting them several games. They did a deal with Private Division, which is uh, one of the, the Ubisoft's uh, publishing brands, and that's where they got Borderlands 3, as well as The Outer Worlds, and I think there was another couple other games in there. Um, and oh, and I forgot there was also the uh, isn't um, the Division wasn't Division Two? That's Ubisoft. That, yeah. yeah, the Division Two was yeah. an epic exclusive. You can still yeah. buy it on the UB, uh, Uplay, and that drove up U, U, Uplay sales enormously. Oh yeah, it, it was kind of genius because I think that's where all that extra money that they got came from. Part, yes. Right, I think that's where I think that's where when they said where all that extra money they were talking about what PC games came from is because people were just buying their shit directly on Uplay. Well, no, that and that's actually so during uh, Ubisoft's uh, public earnings statement because they are a publicly traded company. So guess what, guys? Any person out there can go and actually research their their earnings statements and actually see that it's public information. There's no secrets mm-hmm. there, and they are required by law to be open about their earnings. They can't hide shit from you. That's and that's backed by law in multiple countries. So one of the 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 key statistics, and I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was something like their PC gaming revenue 
grew by X amount of percent. The actual sales from uh, the Uplay store grew by like three times that percentage. So essentially, mm -hmm. their their sales went up this much. And how much of that was the store? Where previously maybe 10% of their sales came from the Uplay store directly. Uh, most of it was probably Steam. Now it's like 30% or 40% or whatever that happens to be. Uh, I don't know the I can't remember exactly what the percentage was, but it was very clear that their Epic exclusive exclusivity deal drove people to buy directly from Uplay. So Uplay got a paycheck from Epic for the exclusivity for people not to buy the game on the Epic store, which means Ubisoft just got all sorts of fucking good. That, out of that. And that was not a great you deal know, for Epic, honestly. I'm OK with that. I'm usually not OK with people taking Sweden Derp's money, but in this occasion, I'll let it pass. Well, here, you know, here's the thing. So let's let's be completely on frank on here. Exclusivity deals are rare, like uh, of the oh, like. I, oh, before you go there, I did not buy the division on Epic. I got it free with my kid's graphics card, and it was on um, UPlay. Direct. God yeah. Damn it. Yeah. So so here's <laughs> the thing: is that when it comes to uh, uh, vertical integration or exclusivity arrangements. It usually revolves, those vertical integration agreements usually revolve around a stronger product, um, you know, s someone paying someone with a stronger product to help prop up a weaker product. So, for example, AT&T, um, while they weren't necessarily the weakest cell provider, they weren't necessarily all getting all the cool new phones to sell. When they got saw the iPhone coming out, they immediately jumped to Apple and said, we'll pay you money to have that exclusive to AT&T. AT&T in this case was the weaker product, if you will, whereas the iPhone was the hot in-demand item. AT&T paid through the nose for that until they couldn't pay for it anymore. But the thing is, is now, that it wasn't a good deal directly for <coughs> AT&T. It actually generally weakens the weaker company. So Epic signing all of these deals is actually not a good deal for Epic ever because they're t it's a loss leader. The idea here is they can keep burning through their reserves of money, keep signing these ex exclusivity deals, starve the rest of the market for 80% of their revenue for these big titles. That's the one-year uh, exclusivity deal. Uh, based on the Pareto principle, about 80% of the sales happens in the first year. So if they can starve the rest of the PC markets for 80% of their sales with these exclusivity deals, they're going to collapse GOG, Green Man Gaming, Valve, any of these other stores that can't have another route to make money are going to straight fucking collapse. And then who's going to be left standing? Epic. Then they won't have to sign any more exclusivity deals because they'll be the only option. That's the <clears> gambit. <throat> That's the play here. And there's a few people that I notice are seeing this, but not a lot of people are getting the game. This is the shit that Amazon and Walmart does all the fucking time. They choke you out, basically. They it's will choke like, out. They will choke out little better. competitors. It, it, it's like uh, I'm going to make a total war reference. You bring your mm -hmm. army to the to the settlement, and you know you can't beat them. So what do you do? You start them out. You hold it. You hold out so they can't get any supplies. And the larger the army out. is, and this is something you may not get in Total War as much, but this is the truth of warfare. The larger your army is, guess what? The more food they need 
to eat. Oh yeah. So if That's you see ju- if you see just city, and they have a huge army and they can't get out of the city, guess what? That means that they're going to starve out faster. So the bigger it's the company, win through attrition. Yeah, the, mm-hmm. the the bigger the company, like Valve, for example, the more money they need to sustain themselves and make their make all of their uh, their investors happy. So if the, if they start getting starved for eighty percent of their revenue, that's not a little amount. That's eighty fucking percent of their revenue. That might start how mm-hmm. start having a severe impact. Um, I don't know how long it's going to take because obviously it's only at this point it's just a handful of games. Well, now here here's the thing is um, potential direction this could go if Epic is successful with their business move. They're not going to be the only remaining store, and I'm not counting Origin or Uplay or other shit like that. I mean, like a, di- a diverse store. Epic is not going to be the last one standing. Because what do you have? Like, Amazon does have competition. They have competition from another business that has used the same practices they have. Walmart? Walmart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's. Uh, I'm not saying it's a one-to-one competition, but they do have... They do have some competition in that regards when it comes to their store. Um, and I think we're going to see a similar effect uh, Here's, come to play on this. Fun, it, fun fact. Well, by the way, I, 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 I'm not sure if Sween Derp is actually looking for competition with with Valve. I like. Oh, he doesn't want to. it, but he's going to end up finding it if the, his uh, plan succeeds. Oh, I think he's um, going to end up finding that work. Because the problem is, is if people hold out for that year, which a lot of people seem to be doing, I'm I'm not as good at that. But if people hold out for that year, what's he going to do a year from now? In a year from now, uh, the, the, so here's the thing: is buying up exclusivity until he's done bankrupt. Yeah. Uh, so, so here's the first thing. First of all, uh, Walmart's not a competition for Amazon. In fact, uh, in fact, Amazon is choking out Walmart. Like, not even a joke. Walmart is while Walmart originally back in the day did the shit that Amazon's doing now. Amazon is doing that shit to Walmart right now. Well, if you look around, is, is Walmart's are closing. To, Walmart's are closing down left did. and right. They've already effectively they already effectively choked out Walmart. Walmart yeah. has got its head a bit above the water as of the past year. They yeah, are Walmart. To show some more competition than they had against Amazon before, and it is very slowly but growing. Mm-hmm. And where I think this could end up is we could see a uh, growth like that from the Windows Store as a result of this kind of campaign. Yeah, I want to see growth from Windows Store. I, I, I see, I like Gog and Steam. I can see them falling, but Windows has enough money power to throw around that they could actually, you know, once Epic is the last one standing and starve themselves of so much money by buying into all these exclusivities, um, Mm -hmm. Windows Store can come in from like... Oh, I'm just saying, this is is the thing, (laughs) is that Epic, while Epic is multitudes larger than Valve, right? Um, But if they starve themselves and weaken themselves enough, guess what's going to happen? Because this is the way the big fish play, right? They'll let this play out. No, Microsoft won't swoop in. Fucking Amazon or Disney or one of those other guys that want to compete with Microsoft will swoop in and buy up Epic. And then you'll have the Amazon (laughs) Amazon Epic Game Store 
you know, the epic Amazon store mm-hmm. on your desktop. And it's not like Amazon doesn't have any interest in gaming. I mean, look oh, at Twitch. Yeah. They've expressed it. They own Twitch, guys. Yeah. Let's not forget. Yeah. We're yeah. streaming. Yeah. We're, we're right now streaming and producing content for the devil. With Amazon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Now, and, it, yeah, it, that's another angle I hadn't uh, thought of. But yeah, you'd see some, some shit like that. A bigger company swoop in by the mountain, most likely not Microsoft. Microsoft would try and build upon its micro- store. No, no, see, the thing is, Microsoft would build up their own store and they would be very cognizant not to buy up Epic because they are so paranoid about not even coming close to antitrust accusations. Yeah. Um, so they, they are super they paranoid about that. They the door that. open for competition. They will yeah. not want to try and shut what? that door. Mm-hmm. One thing I want to give props to Microsoft about on the PC gaming front, as much as we talk about GOG being pro-consumer, I really feel like the Windows 10 store is really getting there, too. Or like not, maybe not the Windows 10 store, but Microsoft's policies. Yeah, I, they're, they're not as good as GOG, but I think they are, they are getting to the point where they are fairly pro-consumer. Hey, buy it wherever the hell you want to. We're not going to try to charge you for online. So, so, so. By we're, the we're way, we're going to put our exclusives on. Windows Store apps are so fucking locked down in Windows 10. It is near the impossible UWP to do anything are. with them. Yeah. UWP, yes, but the newer ones are um, EXEs. They're just Windows uh, two files. So they're. In they're fact, my Gears of War gun but... gave me a uh, Gears Five EXE crash. Hmm. <laughs> so, 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 like, and they've already said they're doing. That's how. That's what they're doing with the mod support. They're just making EXEs. Yeah, and a so, lot of the games that they've already put on Steam, or actually all the games they've already put on Steam, are EXEs. Yeah, so here's the thing, is that... I w- so there's levels to it. Everything exists on a spectrum. Nobody's... You know, like where I make the joke of like Valve being kind of in the middle and, and that sort of thing. Microsoft, I also kind of see them as being in the middle in a lot of ways. They're not pro-consumer for a lot of intents, but they're also not anti-consumer. Um, they do, they have definitely been making strives to appease consumers more, but to be on the same level of GOG requires, and I should say CDP as a whole. Oh, oh, I'm, not, oh I'm not saying they're on the same level. So yeah, like that that's, there, there's, there's been years of built up actions taken by, like the whole point of CD Projekt was acknowledging that piracy comes from a service related issue that if you're not providing a service and are giving people a reason to buy a product, they will pirate it. That was the mm-hmm. that was the existence in in Poland in the sub or the uh, the post um, communist era uh, the USSR era Poland. It was it was a desolate post communist wasteland and people just pirated shit like. Flea markets were the primary markets. The way the mm-hmm. games were distributed was people finding them through some means or another, copying them and selling those bootleg copies. The black mm-hmm. market was the primary market there. And what they did was that they signed deals with actual publishers, localized the game to Poland, and sold official copies in a localized way that people were like, oh wow. This game's actually localized to Poland. They actually were like so astonished that somebody gave a shit about Poland that they would buy the game. Right. That's the mm-hmm. that is the history of CD Projekt. That's that's where they came from. So Microsoft mm-hmm. to cut to try to come close to a company whose roots are in pro consumerism. 
you're you have a long way to go. Well, that's the thing. Oh, is yeah, like, yeah. And, and that's why I tried. And that's why I double back. Yeah, I'm not no, saying they're so, like pre CD project. I'm saying what they're doing these days are currently pro consumer. What see I'm what they're the doing is they're where, trying where, to. It, they're trying to. Uh, they don't have the ethical conscious that CD Projekt has, but they're trying right. to emulate it to. Yeah. But still, oh, I think they're trying to emulate. I, I, <laughs> I think they're just giving people what they've been screaming for for years. Um, yeah. And I want to see, and I, I hope the Windows Store, the Xbox Store, gets to the success where they are at some point a relevant third-party game distribution platform on PC. And you know they can be competitive with Steam. As much as people talk about Steam needs to be needs competition, I don't think Epic is the competition they need. I think it's Microsoft. I think if Microsoft hadn't gotten greedy with the Xbox 360, they and trying to force PC players into getting the Xbox 360, they probably would have been that competition for Steam. I mean. To me, I think that uh, Microsoft, I definitely want to see them be competition. Um, but to me, I, I really think I, I, I think that they're probably the one that has the the power to to do it, I guess, to say. But I would really I would really want to see GOG get more horsepower. And because the thing is, is that you remember I said it before, uh, if if by chance um, GOG is able to get enough traction behind them, with this uh this galaxy 2.0 what's mm-hmm. gonna happen you're gonna see steam follow suit and then all of a sudden you'll mm-hmm. be able to log into your gog account from steam and your epic account and your microsoft account and so on from steam and pull in all the game data from there and then you'll microsoft store then you'll from the microsoft store you'll be able to log into your steam account and your gog account and so on and pull hey, in all your game data. Data. we talked about years ago the unified friends list unified, we were starting with the unified games list i'm yes. with you there i want to see and what i'm just talking about you know as far as you know having a multifaceted, you know direct store competition yeah, Humble and Green Man and Fanatical, all those guys, they are competition to Steam, whatever. Yeah. But when you look at like the major store, we're talking about. I want, I want to, see, I want to, yeah, yeah. I want to see um, Microsoft. I want to see GOG there. I think Microsoft, GOG, and Steam could be the big three on PC. Mm-hmm. And that would be great for everyone. And, and the I think, I think part of that, though, is developers also need to start putting their games on these other platforms um, like the reason steam has such a monopoly in the pc game space quote unquote there it's exclusivity but it's not it's not like it's exclusive exclusive like they bought exclusivity from steam but i'm looking at my steam library now if i want to play fallout 4 on pc i'm only getting it on steam mm-hmm. actually no, I, the Bethesda uh, launcher, that's a bad example uh, let's use resident evil 2 better example i'm only getting that on steam xcom 2 i'm only getting it on steam Total War, only mm-hmm. getting it on Steam. Yeah. And there's a lot of games like that on Steam. Cycle back to the source of this topic with uh, MechWarrior 5. I have not been a huge fanatic of the Battletech series. However, I love the t- genre, that particular genre in general. You know, giant fighting robots. It has always had an alert mm-hmm. for me. We, we, what was what was the one that we were a big one? Armored Core. Armored Core. Uh, oh. Armored Core. Well, uh, before that, Metal Warrior. Metal Warrior, yep. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Metal I, I, Warrior, and there was a similar game to that too um, but that I can't remember. Phantom but Crash. Was, I played uh, Phantom yeah. Crash. That was also a good one. Yeah. Armored yep. Core gave us the, uh, at least me, the first three dimensional, you know, third or third person, first person point of view on there. I can't remember which person 
VR. That, that but one, that, that's the thing is that yeah. genre in general, and Battletech has been strong for that genre. Mm-hmm. They have been what well, well, they go back to what the eighties, I think. Uh, Battletech goes way back. Nineties, at least nineties. They go way the fuck back though. Um, you know, and they've been good with the genre, and they've had so many spinoffs and inspirations um, all over the damn place. And it is so sad to start seeing that uh, uh, franchise go down this way. Like, you know, uh, Sid Alpha was, you know, straight out angry about it, and I feel for him. I don't feel that level of anger because I have not been a huge Battletech fan, but mm-hmm. I have enough intro- I have enough like for this genre in general that like I, I feel for that. I feel that. Yeah, it's it, the thing is is that it's I I kind of like it's the same thing I, I think that some of the traction that I, I have towards Elite Dangerous is I, I love those futuristic simulations, which Mech Warrior has never really been as much of a simulation as Armored Core was. Armored Core mm-hmm. was considerably more sim like in the sense that you had to I, I don't know. I've I never played Mech Warrior online. Um, I, There's a lot not... of load balancing and uh, tactical pre um, setup before you actually go into the competition. And there's a lot of tactical yeah. playing. As much plausible realism as they can get away with in certain cases. Localized damage was like because I'd thought of that idea, localized damage on games for years. Like, why do they not do this more explicitly? Some games come a little bit close, but they never really get very specific on this. And Mech Warrior Online, you shoot off an arm, that arm is gone. Mm-hmm. You know, that I was looking forward to that stuff. I mean, I just, like you said, you, you don't feel... You Mech Warrior Online, but the, the player base is dwindling, but you can still find matches, and that fear of missing out, I didn't join, uh, get in that game until it had been out for like two or three years, and I was mm. still able to find games pretty easily on there. Mm. What was that, Rose? I just didn't like the pay-to-win of Mech Warrior Online, so I, if a game's pay-to-win like that, I just don't play it. Um... But the thing with MechWarrior 5 for me was that I was looking forward to it a little bit because of that localized damage. I mean, you see it on Elite Dangerous. Oh, shit, my fucking multi-cannon's been destroyed. Oh, shit, the thrusters are down. You see it there, but not a whole lot of space games, not a whole lot of games do that. And I was looking forward to that, and now it's like, I'm not even going to buy this game. I'm probably going to, and the Pixel Crashers doesn't condone piracy, I'm probably going to fucking pirate it straight up. No, 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 guys, guys, um, wait, 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 buy it on G2A. Yeah, G2A. Yes, I like that idea. Um, That's that's the level of spite that I have towards a company like this. Buy the game on G2A. Well, what about Preferably from from the find the least reputable buyer on G2A, buy from that mm-hmm. person. Ooh, Ooh but, but, yeah. but what if your shit gets stolen? Buy the insurance. I don't care. Yeah, buy the insurance. Don't <laughs> give a fuck. It's yeah. such a scam. <laughs> buy, buy the insurance so that way, if they get, that way when they get charged back to the developer. Fuck you for putting your game on Epic. Or on yep. Epic, yeah. But then I think go... about it, it's control on G2A. Hold on. Is it on G2A? Oh, you should have if bought control, it. If Control is on G2A, that's where I'll be getting Control. <laughs> I thought you already had it. No, I was joking when... I, well, I said I was interested in getting it off of there. But I, w- I 
Kev, Kev likes to disagree with me on Twitter sometimes. Just to I just have to give more shit. Yeah, and it's not on G two A, sadly. Oh, I mean, this is this is definitely King a way to see. Oh, that's what I'm going next. Go yeah, it it definitely is disappointing to see to see the the BattleTech genre, and the problem is is that because one of my major complaints about situations like this is because. And this goes back to the whole marketing thing I was talking before about how corporations are doing such heavy marketing to tell consumers what consumers should buy instead of listening to consumers and asking what consumers want. The problem with that is that when this game fails, or if this game fails and it does horribly, is that they will misconstrue the reason why and say, oh, just must be because they don't want any giant robot games. Like, no, mm-hmm. dumb fuck. It's because you're a fucking scumbag. That's why you're I'm going to tell you right now this game I'm going to do a scumbag move right quick. Because the Battletech franchise has been a little bit niche. It has had a very dedicated, loyal fan base. What and the they are just fucking shitting on their fans. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, it is going to fail because of that, because they didn't realize that, like, oh, it's, it's you know, and I, I mentioned this uh, bullshit from, uh, I can't remember the, the guy at Piranha, of like, well, St- Epic is so empty, it has better discoverability. It's not discoverability that you need. You need to know your fan base. You need to know that, is like, really? this, this genre is particular enough, you need to play to your fans, play to that loyal well, fan oh, base. So, so, by the way, uh, so there, I, I had forgotten to... To get into some of the the fuckery of uh, essentially what had happened with this game, essentially uh, the website f- uh, f- FAQ got updated to remove all references to pre-order stuff, which kind of uh, made more or less people a little suspicious of what was going on. Fucking diesel pickup trucks. Anyway, um, the big thing that uh, that really People started saying, oh, why are they doing that? It's a little suspicious. And then they came out that they were doing uh, exclusivity to Epic. And Mm -hmm. yeah, the guy said, oh, it's for discoverability. It's like, so do some math on here. Uh, With a game like MechWarrior 5, for for example, has some name power behind it. You're You're not some entrance indie launching a new IP that no one's ever heard of based on Kickstarter some shit. You're a name that's established that has been in the market for a long fucking time. It's been so, in long enough that people know whether they like it or not. Yeah, much. they know they yep. know that name. They know the franchise. So the whole discoverability is a crock of shit. That's the truth. You're mm-hmm. full of shit. Yep. Um, that that's sounds to me one that was a, one of several crocks of shit coming out of this guy. Yeah, like one of yeah. several. The other one was, of course, that he leaked it out that essentially they were planning on announcing it at Gamescom shortly before the game released. Um, but uh, I think they were going to announce it during the beta when people were already starting to, you know, get hooked in and just be like, possibly. okay, but yeah, I'll... They were it. trying to keep those pre-orders open all the way up until the last minute. Yeah. They yeah, were locked down those pre-orders yeah. on once they got caught. It was going to be a Metro situation over and all over again, except for, mm. you know, the Metro people didn't actually know, you know, it was their publisher did it. And they apparently when they found out they were making Steam, Steam achievements. Yeah. yeah. So, but the thing is, though, is that uh, the, the th- 
So my major complaint on here is that, so you have a, a, this thing that you often hear of like, oh, the Epic Store, you know, has better discoverability because there's less games on there. Okay, you know, I... But this one's a fucking mess! Well, no, here's the thing, is that uh, Steam has <laughs> less discoverability... It's the big-ass pile of shit on top of each other! Just stack the stack the stack the stacks! You can't find nothing to stack! Have you ever played the game? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, where's my where, where, where's the technical difficulties? Where's the technical difficulties? Kev's having a meltdown. Epic, the epic failures have broken Kev. Hold on, there we go. There's the technical difficulties. Kev's having a meltdown, guys. <laughs> we're, exper we're experiencing technical <laughs> difficulties. Kev's having a meltdown. <laughs> <laughs> no, but really though, it, I, I have the Epic Game Store on my PC. I can screen share it. This shit's a fucking mess. Like you, you really can't find anything there. It is so disorganized. So, so here's the thing, and this this is where I was getting to. Like, that. So, with the discoverability <laughs> aspect on there, first of all, dark shit. <laughs> and this was something that I, 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 I rail on Discord about. By the way, did you guys know Discord has a game store? Good. No one else does. What? Yeah. <laughs> nobody else does. That's 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 the kind of dis discoverability you can expect from Epic. It's a, Epic is better because at least you know that there's a store that Epic has. But trying to that's find what you want ever. is so fucking hard. It's like once... Yeah, maybe right now when there's only five games on the store that you can all fit on one page, yeah, you get discoverability there. <laughs> but the moment like three minutes. Yeah, to get the, the all the games. Is like Epic has all these promises of upgrades. I think uh, all these upgrades are going to be Intel's 10 nanometer. Yeah. Well, <laughs> or, no, 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 guys. Let's talk about. years later, it's going to be still a pile of dog shit. No, it's it's no, no, Anthem all, all, all the over upgrades again. are only for the publishers, Ethan. Let's get that right. Yeah, the publishers they, get the upgrades. Mm -hmm. Fuck you. I don't. I don't know how you're going to justify upgrading your store when you're spending all the money on the store on the publishers. Like, it's it's a matter of budgeting from a project perspective. If I am budgeted, let's say fifty million dollars for a project to upgrade their store, and then forty five million dollars of that gets spent on exclusivity deals. That means my scope for the upgrades is I'm going to essentially I'm going to reprioritize all the tasks of the project and push them out to what we call year two, which year two means eventually that's the upgrade eventually cycle. It can be get. a long time. Yep. Yeah. You know, that's and that's really what we're looking at is eventually, eventually. will burn out. And, and that, the, <laughs> the thing is, and of course, they're. Their developers are getting work seventy to hundred hours, uh, you know, uh, uh, a day, a week. So you so, know, so are Naughty Dog, but nobody's talking about Naughty Dog actually. Yeah, Naughty Dog. The Sony ponies, this they said, they say, yeah, but we still buying the game. Exactly. The, the thing is, is that why, why I take all this time to make The Last of Us Two, and y'all working eighty hour work weeks. That's what they said. <laughs> the thing is, is that the the world today has such backward ass. I don't know. Hey. Without getting sidetracked on how retarded we it is, five we're... <laughs> no, no, we still we're, got we're, another story to do, don't we? We're we're, we're gonna go no, over. No, we're good. 
No, we're good. Okay, well, we'll get it in in five minutes. By the way, the UK said that gambling was uh, loot boxes weren't gambling, but their laws, their actual law, uh, might be open to interpretation. So that seems like that was uh, that might have been a payoff from the ESA. I'm just throwing that out there. UK government <laughs> little suspicious that they said that loot boxes aren't gambling, despite their law Gambling. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so let's uh. But we like to gamble. Uh, yeah, that's um, yeah. Don't you like gambling, guys? I'm just exhausted. Why don't you like gambling? <laughs> Loot box. Kev, tell us your final thoughts. Um, <laughs> we already got check those. the link in the in the chat that I sent you for the Kingwood link for control. Because fuck Tim Sweeney. If you're gonna buy Epic Store games, buy them on Kingwood. They're all there. I checked. Or G2A. By the way, G2A. That's why I said Kingwood. Because they're all on Kingwood. For for reference, for those of who are uh, haven't seen our previous episodes of our podcast, first of all, go watch our previous episodes. Good good gems in there. <laughs> Second of all, um, the the reference that he's making on there is that many developers and publishers have come out and said they would prefer you pirate their games than buy them on gray market sites like Kingwin or G2A. So what we're saying is to spite those fuckers, buy the game on Kingwin or G2A. Big facts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do exactly and... what they tell you not to do. Right, and, yep. and only do it to the developers that are doing this fuck shit. Mm-hmm. Don't do it to the good developers out no. there. You know, just You want to get CD Pro- If you, you want to put get- your game on the on the Epic Game Store, fine. We buy it on G2A. Yeah, uh so the, like uh for uh in the case of like Cyberpunk 2077, buy that on GOG. Buy Cyberpunk mm-hmm. 2077 on GOG. Why? Because well, why give, GOG why give and, and, any of that money? CD CD Project Reg and GOG are owned by the same parent company, so buying it on GOG means that CD Project Reg gets a hundred percent of the money. Mm-hmm. And they they do like it. to do good things with that money. The, thus far, yeah, and it, from our historical example and historical evidence of what GOG and CD Project has done so far, giving them that extra money from buying it off of GOG means that they will actually do shit that benefits consumers like GOG Galaxy 2.0. That's what they spend their money into is making the PC gaming environment better for gamers. God damn, they should hire me for their marketing team. I'm just saying. You're just a GOG Give us some money. Like, sponsor (laughs) us. No, let's not. Anyway. Sponsor us, please, Razor. No. No. Stop, Kev. Yes. Not razor. razor. Okay, razor. where's the razor. where's the Kev mute button? Where's the Kev mute button? Got <laughs> <find> <laughs> quick. You're the shells. Anyway, yes. so uh, yeah. In any case, yeah. If if it's a good publisher, and they're making they're get providing you a good value and not screwing you over, uh, don't yeah don't don't buy it off of Gateway or King One. Wait for it to go on sale somewhere and buy it directly uh, through a direct means. Anyway. Siphon, final thoughts? Hey, hey, what's that background you've got back there that, that we ended up not talking about at all? Gambling? Lootbox! <laughs> ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking... I, I'm like across the room from if the you've mic. Got, if you've got an... Ad- like, you know, the first step toward getting over an addiction is, you know, thinking that you... You know, thinking about it and realizing that you actually have one. Yeah. You know, 
you can get addicted to synthetic gambling. Uh, when I, even though this is true gambling, but let's go with certain arguments of synthetic well, see, gambling. Re, well, it's, no, no, because re, real gambling gets you money. You just get yeah, fucked both ways with this synthetic Even if you don't look at the money aspect, this is psychologically detrimental. You know, um, it, it's, it, it is a bad downward spiral. So if you have or, you know, you know somebody that has these gambling addictions, try to help. You know, th- this is not a good way to go. Mm-hmm. And yeah. while we're and, and, and I'm going to cut that off for me because we cut off my final thoughts. I didn't show my channel. I put another video out. I haven't put a video out in like six months. I put a video out. Oh, on damn. YouTube. Yes. Because I got cut off. You guys check it out. I'm talking about God Galaxy 2.0, doing a comparison to Play Night. So check it out. Oh, yeah. So Kev, Kev comparing God Galaxy 2.0 to Play Night. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So that give us, like give, it, give us a, a tidbit. What's the first sentence you open with? Go to YouTube.com. Flash glorious Kev to find out. <laughs> That's not a I teaser, mean, Kev. We need to Lisa. work on your teasing capability. Lisa. Lisa. <laughs> praise her. Praise Lisa. That's not a tease either. That's just sad. I, uh, That's just crazy, I'm Lisa. Working on a bit about future proofing. Uh, speaking of plugs, you, you want to future proof? Um, Don't buy Intel. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm working on a bit on they won't let you upgrade. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> it's taken me a while because I got to obsess um, a lot over how it's going to hold up in the future. That's your future proofing, your article about future proofing. Yes. Make sure it's proof for the future. Wait, is that going the situation? So, so <laughs> by the way, um, Exhibit is helping uh, uh, Zyphon write this article. Uh, like, yo, yo, dog, yo, dog. We heard you like future proofing. We're gonna do we're a future proofing while future proofing. We're gonna have to stop you right there. Since so we're what, acting at is, is that protected by Chinese copyright? Oh, <laughs> it's okay. We're banned in China anyway. Winnie the Pooh. Winnie the Pooh. I'm Winnie the Pooh. Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> hey, China, go fuck Jesus. yourself. Anyway, Chinese Winnie the Pooh actually looks like. All right. He, Rose. He, he probably doesn't eat honey. He probably eats like. I'm sure Rose, Rose has something to say. Ro- Ro- Rose, final thoughts. Fuck Ross. Just seriously, fuck that guy. He's the dude that was doing the AMA that for the BattleTech and MechWarrior Five shit. Um. Shout out to Stadia too and their AMA. Um, you know the cloud is scary, but it's the future. Your stores wouldn't get slammed. Um, that's not related to this uh we've got our own squadron in elite dangerous now if you play come join us we're awesome we're small and growing yeah, yeah we're small and growing if we get enough people we can become our own minor faction Ooh. or you can just come join a clan that i want to start that's a scary that's thought no guys that's a very that scary is. thought for us to become our own minor faction that is a very scary I've just, thought. I've just totally been playing Elite Dangerous, just zipping around on this planet, gathering mats all this podcast. Can you actually land on planets in Elite Dangerous? Yes. Like, yes. Yeah. So you can land, you can go around, you can shoot motherfuckers and shit? No, you're not on foot. You can get it. First, you... um, which car? I can't think there, of another game that's not going to There's no out. foot traffic in this game, but you can land on planets and get out in a little uh, rover. Yeah. See, I want I, I want a Star Trek a motherfucker. I wanted well, actually, well, better yet, I want. Well, you play Star Trek for that. 
but Star Trek they... can't fly ships. I want to be able to fly the ships. All right, to, for, for, for my final planet, thoughts on there. Kev, 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 Kev. Just mute him. Yeah, just mute him. Anyway, for our final thoughts, guys. Um, so if you are, if this is your first time tuning into the, tuning into the podcast, welcome. Hi, we like you. You're pretty. That's all. Have a good day. No, uh, in any case, in, in any case, uh, for, for those of you who are unaware of our streaming schedule, we stream every Saturday night at 7 p.m. Pacific time, 11 p.m. Eastern time. 10, 10 o'clock. Whatever time it is over in Future World, it, it is a time over there. Over in the same part of the world where it's Pacific time, we stream at 7 p.m. We alternate every other week. One week we do the podcast, which you're watching now. On the off week, we get together and harass each other playing some co-op video games. Next week, we're going to be playing some Titanfall 2 again. We're going to be oh, back yeah. in that, having some glorious fun watching Morty rocket playing the North Star and Wrecking Fools. That was the highlight of last week, of course. Um, yeah, some other people occasionally did good, too. I only did good in two matches. But that's what we're going to focus on is those two good matches. <clears throat> anyway, moving on. <laughs> Hopefully Zyphon won't kill me while I'm Rodeo, rodeo Titan. Because Zyphon kept murdering me. <laughs> <laughs> you were getting a little dumb, too. <laughs> I was going to hi, friend. I'm taking your battery. Shoot, 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 shoot. <laughs> exactly. You know, I, uh, uh, when I'm running with that Ronin, like you're supposed to, say, you running, can kill you bastard. Nobody does that. When I'm running with that Ronin, I play it to critical. I am blowing myself up left and right. And if you happen to be right next to me when I go up, that's your own damn fault. Yeah. So you play it like, so you play it like I play Vermintide. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, actually, yeah, actually, yeah. Except, well, no. The thing is, Kev, though, is you're a lot better at managing that uh, that explosion with uh, with Sienna. Is her mm -hmm. name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're you're as Zyphon found out trying to play Sienna. It's not as easy as you make it look. <laughs> no, I killed myself a lot. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think a I lot. think we need to acknowledge the skill that Kev displays playing Sienna because that's not as easy as it looks. That's a, that's a hard character. Yeah. People trash talk well, I mean, it, but I it's, it's a hard skill playing Sienna and playing Titanfall and yeah. playing uh, Killing Floor. Mm -hmm. So in any case, so run though, around with the Ronin and Titanfall and tell me how well you do with that one. So yeah, so I play, I play Ion or uh, Scorch. So in any Try case, though. Ronin. For, for those of you folks that also want to listen to the audio of the podcast while you happen to be sitting in traffic, we also do upload the audio to all of the major podcasting sources. So wherever you happen to get your podcasts, you can just do a search for The Pixel Crashers and you will find us there. And you can listen to our deliciously scrumptious voices as we rant cool. about video games and Kev has meltdowns over the Epic Games Store. Hello, ladies. How are you? <laughs> oh god Kev is, Kev is now going to be doing the intro for the podcast Hello ladies Welcome to the Pixel Crashers podcast Kev is now the ladies man By the way that, I got married. That, that little snippet develop a little bit of a lisp No no see the thing Oh god no let's not do that <laughs> I said the ladies man Yeah no so, so that, little, that little snippet we heard from Kev Was flashing back to the days of your when girl wants Kev. <clears throat> yeah. No. In hey, any case, only to find out that Ken's girl actually did want Kev. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So in any case, in any case, we're going to get signed off here for the night, guys. We'll be back next week with some Titanfall 2. Come join us. Have some fun with that. We're live on YouTube and Twitch doing great things and having good fun. Uh, and then after that, we'll be back with another podcast on what's the date of the next podcast, guys? You guys have to remind me because I don't it know how to announce. Is oh, the, it is the 10th of August. 10th, yeah. August yeah, 10th will be the next podcast. Also, follow us all on Twitter. You can find Glorious Kev at Glorious Kev. That's G-L-O-R-I-O-U-S K-E-V. You can find Zyphon at Zyphon Up. That's X-A-I-P-H-E-N-U-P. You can find Lila Rose at Lila Rose, and that's L-I-A-L-A-H-R-O-S-E. And you can find myself at Mortiel, the person who doesn't have a long, complicated name, M-O-R-T-I-E-L. We're going to get signed off here for the night, guys. You have a good one. We'll see you next week, I hope. And Zyphon disappears from the screen <laughs> like a creeper. Bye. <laughs> so, I was supposed to be hot take. What I'm reading here on Twitter: Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order is confirmed to be very similar to Sekiro. No, it's not. It is. The, it is the Dark Souls of Star Wars games. You heard it from Game oh, first. Shit. It must be big bad. <laughs> All that is is that they're just trying to make it seem like the game isn't just another third-person action-adventure game with stealth elements, which is what it actually is. third-person action-adventure game with stealth elements and microtransactions. Yep. Oh, and you know that microtransactions will be in there. Mm-hmm. It's EA. They can't help themselves.